Welcome to What's Next, Cornet Global's podcast that puts members on the microphone with thought-provoking, profession-shaping conversations and commentary. Hello, this is Michael Zuccaro hosting this episode of Cornet Global's What's Next podcast entitled Current Market Dynamics for Integrated Facilities Management, Technical Services, and Engineering. I am recording this from the McCormick Place in Chicago, the home of the 2022 Cornet Global Summit. Before getting into the topics of this discussion, I'll give you a little bit of information about myself. I am the Technical Services Lead in North America for ISS. For those who don't know, ISS is a global outsource service provider of IFM services. And in our vernacular, technical services is maintenance and engineering, your traditional operations and maintenance of facilities, energy program management, and facilities project management. I am a licensed professional engineer in the United States, an IFMA certified facility manager, a lead green associate, and a member of the Institution of Engineering and Technology. I've been in the facilities management and construction management industry for nearly 34 years, and I've operated in nearly all business sectors, public and private, on both the owner and outsource service provider side of the business. In that time, I have experienced a wide variety of complex challenges and opportunities in the technical services space in this industry. So today, I would like to offer some thoughts on what I believe to be three very important and relevant topics to IFM technical services. These topics are not unique to any industry, geography, or business model, and many of you may already be experiencing one or more of these topics today. Since this is more of an introductory overview of these topics, if you desire further discussion, collaboration, or thought sharing on any of these or any other IFM topic, I will leave my contact information with you at the end of this podcast. Full disclosure before I get into the topic that I wanted to share with you today, as many of you are aware, the SEC has come out with some recent uh, environmental, social, and governance disclosure rules and carbon and footprint reduction requirements. I thought about sharing some of that information in this podcast, but to do it justice, that's probably a topic best left for its own conversation, so I will leave that out of this podcast. However, if you do have any discussion, uh, any questions on this topic, uh, please feel free to reach out. First topic I want to talk about is talent. This is probably something that's always been at the forefront of any organization's uh, priorities. Uh, however, over the, especially over the last few years, um, this has become a topic of significant interest, and I'll talk a little bit about why and what can be done to remedy it as a concern for any organization. Firstly, with regard to technical services and more specifically the engineering trades, the building trades, whether it be uh, maintenance and operations or construction, uh, the trades is a rapidly and has really for quite some time been a rapidly diminishing and aging workforce. Uh, the current generation, as many of you are aware, uh, is not going into the trades at a rate uh, that that I certainly saw in, in my generation. Some other challenges uh, with the current economy is uh, low or seeing low unemployment, and we have for really quite a while as we've come out of the pandemic, the global pandemic, and a relative lack of interest in the building maintenance and construction trades has really facilitated a significant gap in the 
talent pool with the younger uh, younger generations. This reduced talent pool, as this talent pool shrinks, it causes a uh, a significant uh, demand for an increase in competition for this reduced talent pool. These challenges require more del- more internal diligence and supportive, effective differentiators to entice this talent to your organization. Some examples of these differentiators could be financial, whether it be uh, if you're hiring new new talent, whether it be uh, you know sign-on incentives or relocation allowances or uh, performance bonuses or, or what have you. Those kinds of things can certainly encourage uh, talent to want to be part of your organization. Another significant uh, um, way to entice talent to your organization, technical talent to your organization, is through professional development, career enhancement opportunities. Uh, and I, I frankly saw this, uh, have seen this firsthand myself um, recently, or I, I would say over the last year, as we at ISS have transitioned some new accounts um, where we've had uh, technical services as part of our contractual remit. I've seen uh, instances where, especially with the younger talent, I'd mentioned that it's uh, a smaller population, certainly, but the younger talent seems to be very, almost to a person, very interested in um, opportunities where they can advance their skill set, make themselves more relevant in their chosen profession. And that's really good to see because, as I said, it is a very small, certainly smaller population than what we've seen with uh, the, the older generations. Um, so, so talent, uh, I, I won't say that it's necessarily the first priority. It was really the first thing that I thought of when, when thinking about topics to discuss in this podcast, but it is most definitely, uh, a, a priority, uh, and, and a relevant, uh, topic of significance for today's uh, technical services environment. The next topic is, and, and these last two topics uh, sort of go hand in hand. The next topic is asset management op- optimization. And what I mean by asset management optimization is uh, strengthening the life cycle of your infrastructure assets, uh, both uh, life cycle, reliability, and performance of those assets. And there are se- several key factors that I can think of um, that are driving the need for optimizing asset care. And they are uh, recent history, I I will say perhaps over the last uh, five to 10 years, uh, recent history has shown uh, in really any organization um, a significant demand for optimizing the employee or or occupant experience in the built environment, whether it be an organization who is sourcing their own talent or an organization that is uh, servicing the population. A, a significant demand in, uh, in, in maximizing that uh, employee or, oct- or occupant's experience. And, and because there's been such a strong emphasis on that, uh, there, there has been, uh, in some cases, a reduced focus on uh, asset care or taking care of the built environment. Um, 
another another factor is uh, return to office. Um, we've gone through a global pandemic over the last few years, and as organizations uh, have returned to office, whether it be in full or in part, um, there's been a, uh, a a renewed focus on or need for uh, attention to the infrastructure that may have been uh, somewhat neglected uh, over the period when uh, we were um, uh, fully occupied by the, the pandemic and its effects on uh, our, our, our own lives or how businesses operated. Uh, another key factor is uh, the economy that we're in. Um, uh, the inflationary effects uh, has has uh, caused a, a significant increase in the cost of capital, and that has um, uh, given organizations a, uh, a renewed focus on or a focus on um, delaying capital investment in, in, in some cases. So that delaying uh, capital investment, replacing assets, as an example, is uh, giving, a, giving organizations a focus on um, making sure that they care for the infrastructure and the assets that they that they have and then and then lastly uh, and and probably to a lesser extent uh, than the others are are the supply chain challenges these are these are global certainly but they are uh, uh, probably a little more short-lived than some of these other some of these other challenges now to, to optimize uh, ways to optimize um, an asset care program um, and I'll talk a little bit about about those. We, we at ISS uh, have uh, have ways that we can help uh, any organization um, deliver an optimized uh, asset care program. But but some ways are um, that you, as an organization, want to think about our uh, support, supportive technology platforms. I, and I won't go into the details of these until my my last uh, topic. Um, but uh, as is the case with any um, technical service operation uh, the, the the key components of a of a strong technology platform include uh, computerized maintenance management systems building management systems uh, fault detection and and the like and there and there are some others but those are probably uh, three of the more key components and like I said I'll talk a little bit more at the end here this final topic on technology uh, another another uh, need is is identifying asset criticality uh, um, an example, uh, an example of criticality is: um, Do you have single points of failure in, in your infrastructure? Um, and this could be something as simple as, uh, you know, do do you have, if you're in a large, let's just say, uh, office office uh, building, and you don't have backup cooling capacity, uh, that could be a single single point of failure, and therefore the cooling capacity that you do have in your chiller inventory. Or, or air handling inventory uh, could be a single point of failure and therefore uh, a critical asset or, or a set of critical assets. Another another uh, element is asset impact. And, and what I mean by this is 
um, impact to the business as a result of loss of operation of an asset. Uh, this could be really in any environment, but uh, as an example, uh, if, if you're talking about um, having a backup power generation capacity, if, if you lose power, if you lose um, uh, power to your facility, um, what is the impact of what is the impact of not having backup generation capacity? So that's another factor um, to consider when when building an optimized asset care program. Um, uh, lastly, is uh, I'll call it real time asset health check. Um, we have traditionally in this in this uh, in this business been more of a uh, schedule based maintenance uh, operation um, and, and have really more recently gotten more into uh, predictive technologies condition based technologies reliability centered uh, maintenance philosophies and um, having these kinds of um, approaches to uh, asset care allows for uh, prolonged life of the assets um, can enhance reliability, things like reliability of the asset, performance of the asset, and ultimately wiser uh, op, uh, expenditure, expenditure of your financial resources. The last topic um, is technology enablement, as I mentioned um, in that second topic, asset care. And and what I, what I want to focus on here is the use of technology technology to uh, enhance technical service delivery. Technology should be used as, as an enabler to simplify service delivery, not hinder it. Uh, I have seen far too many times organizations that have things like uh, computerized maintenance management systems in place where they're not using them to even close to the full extent of their capability. CMMS was devised uh, years ago primarily as an asset registry, and it's secondarily as a work order management system, and I, I, I see organizations far too often use CMMS as more of a glorified email system to put requests in, and and that's basically it. Um, you're, you're, you're really losing the power, the full power of that technology um, if you're not if you're not utilizing it to its to its full capacity. Um, another example is. Are you know building management systems? Uh, there are a variety uh, building management systems uh, out in the marketplace, and they've been around for quite a while. Uh, using those to their full full capability, and and lastly, and and perhaps more recently, this is something that I personally am very excited about, and we at ISS are very excited about, is the use of uh, fault detection and diagnostics uh, data pulled from a, any BMS system to enable your uh, maintenance operation, your infrastructure operation and maintenance program to give you a real-time continuous commissioning uh, approach to caring for your asset inventory. And um, coupled using a, a, a properly configured and utilized CMMS platform, a properly configured and utilized building management system, those two things coupled with uh, a fault detection and diagnostic 
logistics platform can really uh, take your operation to um, to a level uh, that you probably have not yet seen. So um, this is this is most definitely something that we're really excited about. Like I said, and uh, I, I fully expect that this capability um, in in the industry uh, will will allow organizations give give organizations the ability to um, to to maximize their asset uh, asset care programs uh, with with maximizing asset life, uh, asset reliability, and asset performance. So that uh, covers the three topics that I wanted to address um, in this podcast. Uh, I want to thank you for uh, listening in, and most especially want to thank Cornet Global for the opportunity to speak and hopefully offer some things for you all to think about. Like I said uh, in my introduction, if anyone has uh, an interest or desire for uh, further collaboration or discussion on any of these or any other IFM topics or needs, please feel free to reach out to me. I'll leave my email and phone number. My email is michael.zuccaro at us.issworld.com. Zuccaro is spelled Z-U-C-C-H-E-R-O. My phone number is 857-290-3099. I'll leave you with wishes for a happy and healthy holiday season and a safe and productive new year. Thank you. This concludes this episode of What's Next. Want to record a podcast of your own? Have an idea or point of view you'd like to share? Visit cornetglobal.org to learn more.